Father, in the name of Jesus, this morning we are gathered before you, this morning, O oh Lord. We are gathered because of you. We came here because of you, O oh God. Speak a word in season to us. Let your word increase our faith. Let your word comfort us. Let your word open our eyes to your promises. Whatever you have destined us to be, O oh Lord, cause us to become it. This morning, let us not hear my voice, but let us hear your voice, O oh God. Let us hear your voice, O oh God. Speak a word to us. Let your word come forth with healing. Let your word come forth in power. Back your word with your spirit, O oh God. And let your word perform its purpose. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Hallelujah. This morning, I believe that I have a message for somebody. And it's not just for anybody, but for you. I believe that this word I have for you this morning will bless your heart. So I want you to open your heart to listen. Because it's not my word, it's not me preaching to you, but it's God speaking to all of us. I've been driving on the motorway every morning to work. Every morning. And this word I'm going to share with you, Lord laid it on my heart a couple of weeks back. And I've just been waiting for the opportunity to give it to you. I always dream about this word. It's down in my spirit. And I believe that the Lord will speak to us this morning. Amen. I've been driving on the motorway every morning to work. And it happened that one morning I was going to work around the Abato area. I saw a new building. And I was like, when did this building come up? Because I've never seen this building. How... When did they even raise that bill? I never saw it. But there it was, so beautiful. And the Lord said to me, the building had always been there. But he didn't take notice of the building because of how it was being brought up. He didn't look at it because of the way it was looking. So you disregarded it. But when it was completed and it was painted, that is when you noticed it. The Lord said to me, that that's how your life and my life is going to be. Hallelujah. Maybe you're walking in life, nobody is noticing you. Nobody is regarding you because you're nobody, you don't have anything. Nobody has even noticed you because there's nothing that can be counted amongst with you. You have you are nothing, you're nobody. But the Lord said I should come and inform you and to tell you that when he is finished with you. When he is done with you, you will be noticed. Hallelujah. I'm preaching on a message entitled, You Will Be What God Has Destined You To Be. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what people think of you. It doesn't matter what anybody says about you. It doesn't matter what anybody perceives you. It doesn't matter what people look at you and how they think of you. But what they think and what they perceive does not matter. Because God has started with you. He hasn't finished with you yet. That is why they have not noticed you. But they will notice you very soon. Let me have Job 8 verses 7 please. Though your beginning was small, yet your latter end will increase abundantly. Let's read this together please. Say, though my beginning was small, yet my latter end would increase abundantly. However your situation is like today, that is not how you will be forever. However you things are today in your life, that is not how it would always be. There's a set time for everyone's lifting. I came to inform somebody that God says, and that says the Lord, he has just started with you. Your end shall be great abundantly. Yeah. Hallelujah, somebody. Let me have Judges 11 verse 1 to 11. Now Jephthah the Gileadite was a mighty man of valor, but he was the son of a harlot. And the Gilead begot Jephthah. 
Jephthah's wife bore sons. And when his wife's sons grew up, they drove Jephthah out and said to him, You shall have no inheritance in our father's house, for you are the son of another woman. Then Jephthah fled from his brothers and dwelt in the land of Tob. And wordless men banded together with Jephthah and went out raiding with him. And it was so when the people of Ammon made war against Israel that the elders of Gilead went to get Jephthah from the land of Tob. They said to Jephthah, come and be our commander that we may fight against the people of Ammon. So Jephthah said to the elders of the Gilead, did you not hate me and not expel me from my father's house? Why have you come to me now when you are in distress? And the elders of Gilead said to Jephthah, that is why we have turned against you now, that you may go with us and fight against the people of Ammon and be our head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. So Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, if you take me back home to fight against the people of Ammon and the Lord delivers them to me, shall I be your head? And the elders of Gilead said to Jephthah, the Lord will be a witness against us if we do not do according to your words. Then Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead and the people made him head and commander over them. And Jephthah spoke all these words before the Lord in Mizpah. Listen to this. Oftentimes people easily judge others and treat others bad because of their current situation. Oftentimes, people look at where you come from, the family you live, the house you live, and they easily judge you. Jester was wrongly judged and was denied of his inheritance because he was the son of a harlot. But God described him as a mighty man of valor. Listen to this. Whatever people perceive you to be today, it's not what God has destined you to be. Maybe people reject you today. They will not notice you today. But by the time the Lord is done with you, the same people who rejected you will look for you. Yeah. Hallelujah, somebody. Sometimes people make that mistake of easily judging others and treating them by the way they look, by the way their situation is, by where they come from, by how their life is, by the family they come from. But your family does not define your future. Your family, where you come from, where you live, highest. Maybe not as I speak right now, you are so broke. But whatever situation is right now, it does not define what God has destined you to become. And that is the mentality God wants us to have. And I'm, the word I'm sharing with you, I'm telling you, it has been on my heart for weeks. God wants you to know that he brought you here for a purpose. His plan for your life will come to pass. No matter what is going on in your life right now, understand that the Lord says that it shall not be forever. Your situation is going to change. Things are going to come better for you. Your life become better for you. Because understand this, you are born great. Don't let the behavior of people change who you are. Jephthah became a thief. He went raiding, stealing, fighting all over because of how he was treated. So he left the father's house. He left the country and went elsewhere. Doing all kinds of things. Don't allow your current situation or what people perceive you to be to change who God has destined you to be. Hallelujah, somebody. God does not see us as man sees us. Maybe today, somebody will see you as nobody. But that's not how God sees you. God does not describe you as man describes you. Oh, where are you? He doesn't see nobody. Oh, he has no money. He has no money. He's not even, he's not even, she's not even married. Oh, that's why she's nobody. She's not even counted. That's not how God sees you. Don't see yourself as men see you. The mistakes they have made in your past does not define you. God sees you as somebody great. 
God wants you to see yourself as he sees you. God wants you to think of yourself as he thinks of you. Don't belittle yourself because you are, you are somebody before God. That is why Jesus Christ had to die for you. If God could, could kill Jesus for your sake, then should tell you who you are. If Jesus Christ could die for you, then it should tell you who you are to God. Maybe I am wrong, but I'm telling you this day that you're more precious to God than even Jesus. You mean a lot to God. Don't let your situation now change who you are meant to be. Whatever God has destined you to be, that is who you will be. As long as you remain in God, as long as you abide in his word, whatever God has destined you to be, that is who you will become. Yeah. Hallelujah, somebody. In the book of 1 Samuel 16, verses 6 to 8, I want to read that verse. I'll jump to 11 to 13. So it was, when they came, God has sent um, Prophet Samuel to go and anoint the next king of Israel. The Bible said that so... But the Lord said to Samuel, oh, let me have verse 6, please. So it was when they came that he looked at Eliab and said, surely the Lord anointed this. Is, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. Because listen, Samuel was looking at the appearance. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature. Because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance. But the Lord looks at the heart. Verse 8. So Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. Let's roll to verse 11. Then Samuel said to Jesse, are all the young men here? Then he said, there remains yet the smallest, and there he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. So he sent and brought him here, and now he was rudy. When Bible says that he was rudy, when he was dirty looking, with bright eyes and good looking. And the Lord said, arise, anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. Listen to this. God does not see you as man sees you. God does not judge you as man judges you. To God, you are somebody great. To God, you are somebody awesome. He knows what he has deposited in you. The day that God created you, knew what he put inside of you. You are not a little person, but a great person. God, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks of you or looks at you or judges you. Maybe you are not counted. Because like David, in his family, he was not even noticed. He was not even remembered. He doesn't have the qualities to become a king. He was not even remembered. His own father did not even remember him. But God said, he is the one. Maybe, you don't even, when you look at your own self, you don't even see anybody. But this morning, God wants you to understand that. He knows you. He knows your heart. He knows who he has destined you to be. It doesn't matter your situation right now. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. When you look at yourself, who do you see? When you look at your own self, who do you see? Who do you see? Do you see a great person? Or you see a nobody? Who do you see? Hallelujah, somebody. To man, you may be nobody. To man, you may be not regarded. No one even notices you. But listen to this. By the time the Lord is done with you, say, I will be noticed. Say, by the time the Lord is done with me, I'll be noticed. My friends will notice me. My family will notice me. My neighbors will notice me. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Tell yourself, convince yourself of it. Doesn't matter what people perceive you. God knows what you will be. Maybe things are hard for you today, but that's not how things will always be. That is not how things will always be. God is just preparing you. Sometimes we go through challenges of life and we don't understand. We ask God, why? Why, am I, why are things hard for me? Why am I situation so? It's as if you are, you are stagnant, you are sinking. You don't see progress in your life. People are doing well and you are still the same. But listen to this. God is preparing you. Whatever you are going through today, God is preparing you. Because some time back, I was going through a challenge and I've told you before, I almost killed myself. I thought my life has come to an end. Because everything I've worked on for so many years was just gone down the drain. It was gone. But God knew why he took me to, through that, that path of life. Because through that, he brought me out. He increased my faith in him. He made me stand in him strong. And today when I look back, I said the things I went through made me stronger in the Lord. Maybe things are tough for you, but listen to this. God is just preparing you. It's just a matter of time. Whatever your situation is, that is not how it will always be. That is a fact. Hallelujah, somebody. Maybe you can't seem to find a headway. Maybe you don't know where you're going. Life seems so cloudy. You're trying, but you're pulling, but still not working. Things are tough, but you're always in church. Let me tell you something. The last time I checked, there is nobody who had followed God faithfully and has become a loser. No, the enemy can It is an, a big error for your enemies to triumph over you. You are on the right path with God. You are on the right track with your God. Listen to this. Your life today is going to become a mystery for somebody tomorrow. Because just as I saw the building and I said, when was this building raised? But the building was going through foundation. The building was being built. It was nothing. It was all blocks. I didn't even notice because it was nothing. But the building was being made. And I didn't even see it. That's how your life will be. Nobody has noticed, but God knows what he's putting inside of you. Your challenges today will be your testimony tomorrow. In the name of Jesus. May God change your mindset. That is what he wants me to make you understand. Change your mindset. Whatever you're going through today, it's just preparing you for your tomorrow. God knows where he's taking you. You cannot serve God in vain. You cannot come to church, follow him, save him, give to him, give your tithe and trust and everything in vain. It is not in vain. It's not in vain. Your greater is coming. I didn't come here to make you happy, just excite you with words. But as I told you, this is what has been on my heart for so long. God wants somebody to understand this. That the situation is going to change. Amen. Hallelujah. There's a set time for everyone's lifting. I was watching um, uh, a, a short video online. And I saw uh, some bees and a snail going on a race. Interesting. And then when they said, pan. And the bees were going at top speed. And the nail was just working like this. Just, you know how the nails that they call it? Slowly, slowly. And then the bees go on. And one bee hit something. Bah, and they fell down. Off. And that bee, hey, speed. They're racing. The, the snail had not even gotten anywhere. At the end of the day, all the bees came down. And no matter how long and how many days, it took the snail. He arrived. I said that no matter how long it takes, you will arrive at your destination. Hallelujah. There are five things I want to share with you this morning. 
But before I share those things with you, I want you to understand that. Proverbs 23 verse 18. Let me have that verse, please. For surely there is an end, and thine expectation shall not be cut off. Your expectation in the Lord, it will never be cut off. I said your expectation in the Lord will never be cut off. As long as God sits on the throne, as long as you worship the Elohim, your expectation will never, ever be cut off. Whatever you want to be, whatever you want to become, God wants you to become much above your desires. You didn't hear me. Whatever you want to become, whatever you want to achieve in life, the plans of God supersede your expectations. I would say the eye has not seen, neither has ear heard the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Hallelujah. You have, you're on the right track. You're following the right God. Remain in him. And your hope will never be cut off. The five things I want to share with you. Number one. Do not allow your background or family to limit you. Do not allow your background or your family to limit you. Many a times, we easily allow our family's limitation to become our limitation. Some days back, I was driving to work in the morning. No matter when I'm going to work early in the morning, I do a lot of thinking. I hardly play the radio or listen to anything. I pray and then I start thinking and thinking and thinking. I just talk to God and talk to God. I don't remember exactly what I was talking about or what I was thinking about. But all I remember I said to myself is that in my family, nobody has failed. And I cannot fail. And I said, Abraham did not fail. Why should I fail? Isaac did not fail. Why should I fail? Jacob, when I started mentioning names, David was nobody. He became somebody. Why should me a daughter of Abraham fail in life. In my, it doesn't matter the family that on earth I am linked to by blood. But my real spiritual family, nobody has failed. I don't know who your family is. But I want you to understand that it doesn't matter what family you come from. Your mother's limitation is not your limitation. What your father and mother could not do, you will do it. Hey, it sometimes we allow the home we live in, the hometown we come from. Maybe nobody has made it in your family. Nobody has traveled abroad. Nobody, your father didn't buy a car. Your mother didn't buy a car. Your, your father didn't buy, build a house. You was always rent. So you think that automatically you should end up like that. It's a shame. It's an error. Your family's limitation is not your limitation. What your parents could not do, believe God that you will do it. Yeah. Uh, 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 I didn't hear you. I said, believe God that you will do it. Who is your family? Who is your family? If you can mention Abraham in your family, and I came to tell you that you will make it. Yeah. Huh. If you go back to Judges 6 verse 11 to 16, Look at this. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the timbering tree, which was in the opera, which belonged to Josh, the Abizrite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord, oh my God, look at the confession that he spoke to him. The Lord is with you, mighty man of all. Gideon said to him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And why are all these miracles which we, our fathers told us about, saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might. Now, where was this might? This might was already 
in Gideon. Go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So he said to him, oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I am the least in my father's house. But look at this. The Lord said to him, surely I will be with you and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. As long as God is with you. As long as God is with you. It doesn't matter what your father, your father could not do. It doesn't matter how family you come from. As long as God is with you. You will do well. I said you will do well. It doesn't matter how. Maybe nobody has excelled in your family. Maybe nobody has done so well. But you, God is going to use you. I said, God is going to use you to change the story of your family. God is going to use you to prove a point. Because with God, all things are possible. Say, God will use me to prove a point in my family. Whatever my parents could not achieve, I will do far more as long as God is with me. In Jesus' name. Amen, somebody. Clap unto the Lord. You are a great person sitting out there. Look at the person sitting next to you. Maybe the person is nobody. But that's the next richest person in his family. Ah, you didn't hear me. I said, look at the next person sitting by you. Maybe he's a nobody now. But that's the next richest person in his family. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. It doesn't matter. Maybe you live in a squatter house. Maybe your family live in a one-bedroom house. Mercy is that doesn't matter. I know what I'm talking about. I came from a place in your site in Takradi. Where, where we live, there's no washroom, there's no toilet in our, in our compound, in our house. You go to Hiltom. I'm telling you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, ask me later. I'm not going to say it. I'm telling you, Hiltom, you go there, you do, do it, finish and then those who carry it, come and carry it and take it away. We're not joining queue, no. <laughs> when you enter, you come out. When you enter, you have to remove your shirt. Because by the time, by the time you come out, hey, haha, you have to go straight to the washroom, you're going bath. Hallelujah. But today, the story is different. I said today, the story is different. God is changing your story. Hallelujah, somebody. God is changing your story. I said, God is changing your story. In the name of Jesus. May every limitation in your family be cursed. It has no effect on your life. Hallelujah. I thought we would clap onto the Lord. Your parents' limitation is not your limitation. Believe God. You'll do well. Maybe nobody, nobody in the family thought you'd become somebody. But you will be somebody. Those who don't even call you will call you. Because they will hear about you. I didn't come here to make you happy. I came to give you God's word. And that's what God has for us. I didn't come here to get you excited. That's what God says. Think like that. And believe it. Hallelujah. When God called Abraham, in Genesis 12 verse 1 to 2, God said to him, leave your father's house. Leave. Let me have that verse projected. Genesis 12 verse 1 to 2. Now the Lord said to Abraham, get out 
of your country, from your family, from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. Listen to this. And I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your, make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. It's about time you leave that uh, family mediocrity kind of mindset behind. It's about time you leave that narrow-mindedness behind. Your father is, is nobody, so that doesn't mean that you're nobody. Doesn't define who you are. Whose child are you? Hallelujah. Daddy always says that when he came from Kumasi to Accra, he never thought that he'd be who he is today. When that this guy is coming from you hear but today huh, how many cars does he have and more is coming I'm telling you maybe you don't believe what I'm telling you because sometimes you look at the situation you look at the, the, the situation you are in right now you try to ha, ha, how is going how is it going to happen how is it going to happen? But the last time I checked, the angel of, the angel of God went to Mary and said, that, Mary, the Lord is with you. And he told him, you shall be the mother of Jesus. And he said, how can it be? How? And he goes, I'm a virgin. I have not known any man. How? Listen to this. When you are working with God, when you are following God, listen, it doesn't matter how. Because God has all the answers to the house. It doesn't matter the family. It doesn't matter the limitation of your family. What God has destined you to become, that is who you will be. Yeah. Hallelujah, somebody. Yeah. Let me tell you this. In Genesis 13, verse 14 to 15, God wanted to change your mindset. God said to Abraham, after the Lord had separated from him, he said, let's up your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants. God wants you to change your vision. Listen, if you can see far, you will go far. Did you hear me? If you can see far, you can see who you become someday. If you can see far, you will go far. Because God said to Abraham, all the lands that you see, what do you see concerning your life? Who do you see? I see myself as somebody great. I don't possess one house, two houses. I possess properties, houses. I don't see myself as, no, I'm a rich pastor. I'm not a poor pastor. I refuse that. Hey! God said, God called Abraham to make him a blessing. What do you see concerning your life? Who do you see? Who you see is what you become. I'm telling you, change your mindset. Change. When, is, when you go to the house, do something. Stand in front of the mirror and ask yourself, who am I? And see who you want to see in the mirror. See who God sees. In the mirror, don't see yourself as you are now. If you want to get married, stand in the mirror, see yourself. Hey, my rings, what is the rings? I am, hey, see yourself in it. What you see is what you get. One time, my husband was jobless for three years, no job, father of two. With a very busy wife. Sometimes you come home and my husband was lying in bed and was weeping. Because all those that he was believing that would connect him to job. Because he had, he had people, mates in very high class positions. But they all, oh, we'll connect you, we'll connect you. No. Three years, still in the house. And we started praying. Daddy, Daddy knows what I'm talking about. We started praying. And I told my husband that this is what the Lord tells me. Every morning before I leave for work, I should remove your suit. Your shoe, your socks, your belt, your tie and hang it. When I come back from work, I should remove them and pack it. The next month I should change it. And we kept on doing that. By the time the three weeks was over, huh? God of all possibilities. 
Maybe he did not understand what I was doing. I did it religiously for three weeks. Every morning I changed his shirt. I hung it there. His shoe, his socks, I changed, I polished everything. When I come, I pack it. When I come, I remove it and hang it for three weeks. And then he had his job. Listen, whatever you want God to give you, understand this, he has already given to you. When God created the earth, the last thing God brought on the scene was man. Everything was already provided. Listen, when you pray and pray, stop the praying and move into action. Practice your faith. Put your faith into action. Believe God. Claim what is yours. Sometimes we pray too much. We pray too much and fast too much. Move. Move. And God begins. One thing God told me, he said, when I give you a word, don't say it in fear. Say it in faith. As the Lord told me. So when I give you a word, don't say it in fear. Also say it in faith. Without faith, you cannot please God. Whatever you're believing God to do for you in 2018, it is there for you already. Claim it. Say, I claim it. I have it. I have it. I have it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Sometimes I pray is too much. Put your faith into action. Hallelujah. God said to Moses, tell the people, you have dwelt too long. Tell them to move forward. Move forward. Where were they going? Into the sea. But God knew what he was going to do. Tell them to move forward. You have been where you are for too long. Move forward. And you are asking God, huh? Try it and see. If you will not open the wilderness for you. If you will not open the sea for you. Put your faith into action. Stop limiting yourself by where you come from and how your situation is. Hallelujah, somebody. Am I preaching to somebody? I didn't hear you. Am I preaching somebody? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. The second thing I need you to understand is that whatever you are hungry for, Psalm 81 verse 10, whatever you are hungry for, that is what God will feed you with. Whatever you are hungry for, it says, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. What? Please, let's say the there's that verse. Open. Open your mouth wide and I'll fill it. Sometimes in opening your mouth, we are, we are afraid. It's good to dream big. How hungry are you? Your hunger determines what you eat. How hungry are you? What are you craving to God for? How hungry are you? Open your mouth wide and I'll fill it. Sometimes we limit God by the way we open our mouth. We open it small. Open it. Open it. Open Open. Open in faith. Open in faith. Believe God. Think big. Start in a small way. And God will lead you there. Yeah. I said, I see God releasing that grace upon your life. You are so blessed. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Next thing I want to share with you. Don't allow your passion to make. Do not allow your passion to make it in life. Drive you into sin. Sometimes become so jealous you want to make it in life. And then we end up doing all kinds of things, dubious things, to make it in life. If God says you make it in life and you do well, listen, he will show you how you will do well. Don't try your own dubious ways to make it. The, the, the short sketch I watched on that video of the bees and the snails going in the race. In the race, some were going shortcuts. Because they wanted to get to the, the end of the race. It doesn't matter. The, listen, you don't need to use a shortcut. The shortcut is the way of the devil. Anytime you bypass God, you miss his plans for your life. 
Bible says the blessings of the Lord, it maketh rich and it adds no sorrow. I know of somebody who had lot of wealth. This person actually took me. Yesterday I was watching the TV and I, I was reflecting. This person actually took me to his properties because he wanted me to see, he wanted me to connect into one of his hotels. Those times I was working at the airport. And we, I start, we, our airline brings a lot of passengers in to connect from Accra to onward to West Coast. And this man wanted me to connect him to that because I was the grand hostess at the airport. So I was handling all those transit passengers. So he actually took me one day to all his properties. He has universities. He has lots of hotels. He has huge acres of land. He was a rich man. He had a factory. He owned the water. I don't want to mention the water. He had a water business. But today, just about three days ago, I passed one of his hotels. Nothing was happening. And I thought back, ah, that's water that he used to sell those times. What's the water? I don't see it on the market again. What happened? Listen, a devil can bless you, but just for a season. It doesn't last. Don't use dubious means to make it. Sometimes we don't understand that God is so slow, but follow that small snail patch walk and you get there. In the book of Proverbs 1, verses 10 to 19, I'm going to read that verse to you. I have just 10 minutes and I'm closing. Are you being blessed today? Yes. I thank the Lord. My son, my son, if sickness entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie in wait to shed blood. Let us lock secretly for innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like shawl and whole, like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all kinds of precious possessions. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in your lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path for their feet run to evil and they make haste to shed innocent blood surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bed but they lie in wait for their own blood they lock secretly for their own lives so are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain it takes away the life of its owners these are words of wisdom don't use dubious means to make it in life. Allow God to lead you. He will grace you. He will favor you. He will give you wisdom to make it. Don't follow your friends who are using all kinds of means to make it. Because listen, we are not on a race with anyone. So even though they are way ahead of you, follow God. Allow God to lead you on the path of life. Hallelujah, somebody. Do not use any dubious means to make it in life. God will give you. I, one time I asked that God has given me some, 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 some wisdom. And I asked him, Daddy, is, it, is it wrong? And I asked him, he said, this is not wrong. And he, Daddy took me back to uh, Jacob. Where Jacob, God used tricks to, to, make, to get more, more sheep. God you gave him wisdom to be able to make money. Listen, God will give you wisdom. To make money, but it's not through dubious means. Don't steal to make it in life. Don't cheat people to make it in life. Hallelujah, somebody. I thought we'd give a clap unto the Lord. The next thing I want to share with you is do not be anxious in life. <laughs> Sometimes we look at others who are doing very well in life and you are disheartened. You are worried. It looks as if you're not going anywhere. When we came this year, friends are getting married. People are doing well, like getting jobs. You're still at home. Things are not working for you. Listen to this. Life is not a race. Go live your life according to your own pace. You're not in competition with anybody. Don't look at people around you. Because sometimes if you look at those who have gone ahead of you, you may end up 
killing yourself because it seems as if you, you, you are not making any progress. But the last time I checked, when you're in the plane, when the plane is in the sky and it's moving, you don't even see its movement as if it's not going anywhere. You only see its movement when it comes out of the sky and it comes on the ground and it's about descending, it's about landing. That is when it changes and then you see the speed. But when the plane is flying in the air, sometimes as if it's not moving. You see the clouds, you don't see any movement, but the plane is moving. Hallelujah. Sometimes you can get up in the morning and look at the sun. You, can't, you will never see the sun changing, but it just comes in a certain way that you don't even see it. It just comes out. God has made your life such as a sun. You don't see movement, but listen to this. What maybe that you always say this. We may not be where we want to be, but we are not where we used to be. Maybe you're not making progress now. But tell you what, you can't see it. It doesn't show, but very soon it will show. You will land. Hallelujah. I have never seen any plane who stays in the sky for so long. As long as they, they, they descend and they land, you will descend one day. You will land. Hallelujah. So don't allow the life of people to be a threat to you. Somebody is getting married. You know you'll get married when your time comes. Who says you not get married? Who says you not have your child? Who says you not get a, a, you not get a job? Who says that you too will not become somebody? You travel abroad. Who says you will not? Let them go and come. You, you when you go to you go to America, you not go and stay there. Oh. You go for weekend. Oh, you didn't hear me. You. you you just you need some 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 things to be so you just go and do some shopping and then come back. Hallelujah, somebody. Listen to this. Maybe your mother has not traveled to America. Nobody has gone, but you go for a few days and go and be shopping. Ah, you don't believe me. I am this God you are following. Uh, listen, God is going to change your story. Listen, you it will become like a dream. Hey. It become like a dream. Watch out. It become like a dream. Into me pa mini. Now why am I saying? Is it me that you have made like this? God, you are wonderful. You have changed my song. You have changed my name. The name that people used to laugh at me with. You have changed my name. Is it me, Lord? You are awesome. That's the song. Hallelujah. God is going to do things in your life that you yourself. Listen, he will, God will do something in your life that would ground your faith in him forever. When they say that God is awesome, you will say it in confidence that me no no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Be anxious in life. Anxiety takes the sweetness and the comfort of life out of you. Anxiety, worry, it makes you lose the, the sweetness of life. Life is so sweet. But if you are you are always anxious, you're always worried, you you it takes your life away. Jesus said in Matthew 6. 27. How many of you by worrying can add even a cubit to your stature? Worrying does not add to our life. It takes out of our lives. Believe God. Who says there's no God? Who says there's no God? There is God. And all that we have is his word. And with his word he created everything. So if we have the word of God then your life will become better. Whatever God has destined you to be, that is how, who you will be. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Refuse to worry. 
don't be don't feel intimidated by anybody don't let somebody's life intimidate you your time go come i said your time go come it's just a matter of time just a matter of time number five do not disrespect anyone because of their situation today oftentimes we look at people and then we disrespect people because of how the situation is let me tell you something respect everybody around you god will make you somebody but god will use somebody to make you somebody and because you don't know who that somebody is be nice and be kind to everybody because whoever you don't respect today god can make that somebody great tomorrow there was somebody who was living next to her house a very young girl she was brought in from the village around Suedro. i've forgotten the name far i mean very far this girl was a black beauty but she had never been in school she was an illiterate and they brought her and she was living with this person but i love this girl she was so hardworking. she was she was so loving you just love her a friend but i called her abby and then this woman that she was living with was always more treating this girl because she was an orphan. Somebody was in the village was caring for her, so they gave her out. And then she was living with this woman. But I was always nice. At a point in time, this, woman, this girl came to live with me in Accra when I, was, I came to Accra and I was living here. After a while, she went back to the village. Somewhere November last year, I was there when I got a call from Facebook Messenger. And I was wondering who it was because it was a stranger. I picked the phone and said, Hey, Atefe, and me are now, we were Italy. My husband came to marry me and has brought me to Italy. Mr. Life, you think somebody is nobody today. You will never know who that person will become tomorrow. I was on the phone and I was crying. I called my sister and I was telling him, Mr. Najwa, guess who called me? Abna. Abna, one of them Abna. Crossing of the crowd. Mr. Italy. He said, Okay, Italy. Italian, Italiano. He's living with a husband. Never, ever treat anybody with disrespect. Because of how they look today. Because you're not God. Let me have Ecclesiastes 11 verses 5. You will never know. As you do not know what is the way of the wind. Or how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child. So do not know the works of God. Who makes everything. Amen. Respect everyone. Hallelujah. Tell the next person sitting by you. Say, respect me. Because I am born great. Tomorrow by this time, I'll be calling you from Italy. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. We serve a God of all possibilities. Also, the verse says that Whoever thought that anything good would come out of Nazareth? Whoever thought? Don't ever disrespect anybody because today they are begging. Because today they are nobodies. Because tomorrow, you never know. How God, look at Jephthah. Jephthah was denied of her rightful, or rightful inheritance. He was rejected. He was moved to get out of his, his father's house. But the next day, the same Jephthah, they went looking for him. Come and be our leader. Never disrespect anybody. Because if you disrespect somebody today, tomorrow when you see them, you bow down your head. Yes. Hallelujah, somebody. Yes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Last thing I want to share with you is that the blessings of God that comes upon our life, it comes little by little. The last thing I want to share with you, do not waste any resources the Lord gives to you. Don't waste the blessings that God brings your way. Don't waste it. Let me have John 6, 12 to 13, my last verse. 
So when they were filled, he said to disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. Therefore, they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley of loaves which were left over by those who had eaten. Hallelujah. After Jesus did the miracle, the five loaves and two fishes, what next thing happened was that they said they should collect the, the, the ones that are left behind, the small, small things, that are, the leftovers, should collect them all. And the leftovers, they had five baskets. Listen, the blessings of God, it comes little by little. Do not waste the blessings that God brings your way. Don't waste anything that God brings your way. God is going to use the little, little that he brings to you to make you great. Everything that God blesses you with, save some of everything. I was telling my husband the other day that the whole, I was thinking, the Holy Spirit said to me that it is easy to become poor, but very hard to become rich because it takes self-discipline. You deny yourself of little luxuries in life to be able to make it tomorrow, to be able to save money and invest. But it is easy to go and buy KFC and chop. It is easy to buy Coke and drink and eat and buy do a, buy a fry five eggs and eat and drink Coke and eat. It is easy. But when you have to save that money in the bank, it is a bit difficult. But at the end of the day, it pays. Whatever God is going to use you to do, Listen, God is going to bless you little by little, but the honors lies on you, on how well you manage the little that comes into your hands every day. Let me tell you something, that a rich man does not keep money in his account. A rich person does not have fat bank account. A rich person's value is quantified by the properties he owns not by the number of uh, amount of money in his bank account. Some of you, you'd like it to have 10 million in account and sitting there breathing. The banks are using it to make money. And they're just using you to make money. Listen, every little thing that comes into your hands gets your money to work for you. Get the little. And when God sees your passion, the things you want to do, he graces you to be able to accomplish it. Make good use of money. Don't waste money. Don't waste food. Sometimes in my house, they will tell you, leftovers, you keep it in the fridge because it can be used for food again. Sometimes, some weekends, last week, for instance, I said, I refuse to cook. Because I said that they, 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 when they eat the stew and they're small, they cannot eat again. So do an understand? We'll finish all the food in the deep freezer before we new food. So we eat all the, my way, yeah, yeah, three, 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 but the difference is say, yeah, we will eat. Hallelujah, somebody. Am I preaching to someone? Please, every little thing that God brings into your hands, save some of every penny that comes into your hands. If you want become great and do great things, it depends on what you do now, on what you start doing now. Let's kindly be on our feet. We give you glory, Lord, as we honor you. We give you glory, Lord, as we honor you. Father, we thank you for your word. We receive your word with a good heart. Let the grace, Lord, to put your word into action be released upon us in the name of Jesus. We we'll pray the Lord you bless your daughter of Zion. Continue to grace her. Continue to help her to do more for you. We thank you for our lives. We know we are fully blessed today. Our lives and our destinies are never the same. Thank you for showing us the path of life and helping us for us to do well. Blessed be your name forever. I decree over everybody here today, you will never fail in life. No matter your background, no matter where you are coming from, no matter your present situation, 
whether sickness, whether barrenness, whether emptiness, I decree that the enemy will never have the upper hand. I decree that you will never fail. If God be for you, nobody can be against you. I decree that you are triumphant, you are victorious over every challenge in the name of Jesus. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.